Well, everyone, guess what? You're listening to Comedy Film Nerds, episode 425. My name is Graham Elwood. And I'm Chris Mancini, and this is our Eve of Comic-Con episode. <laughs> it's Comic-Con <laughs> Eve, yes. It's yes. a glorious week yeah. um, where we go nerd All the out. nerds are uh, tucked in their beds. <laughs> <laughs> They're waiting for Hall H, dancing yeah. on their heads. <laughs> yes, <laughs> they've written a list for nerd claws for yeah, Santa yeah. nerds mm-hmm. to show up, hoping to get a collectible that no one else has. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> getting their cosplay outfits all ready. It's yep. it's gonna be it's gonna be exciting. So uh, we have a lot to talk about today. We have a, we have a lot of movies to talk about. What are mm-hmm. we going to talk about today? We're going to be talking about Skyscraper. We're going to be talking about Won't You Be My Neighbor. We've got our Patreon sponsors. A lot of uh, DVD Blu-ray movies mm. this week. You know? mm. And there's it's it's this episode has extra rock in it. <laughs> Good. Yeah. Good. As long as there's extra the rock He's in it. He's in multiple sections Good. today. Good. Rock mm-hmm. it up. Yep. So, um, and uh, we do want to mention uh, off the top that, like we said, this is the pre-Comic-Con episode. We will be doing Rick Meyer's superhero kung fu extravaganza this Thursday at 8 o'clock. Mm-hmm. Um, and we uh, hope to see you there. Yeah, come down for that, guys. That's always a cool... We always pre- fun. Always fun. Rick finds trailers of, of martial art movies that we didn't know about that were made in all different parts of Asia that are coming over here eventually. Yes. Or mm-hmm. maybe just available on DVD or VOD or mm-hmm. something like that. So it's really cool. And um, he throws in some surprises like Kung Fu Yoga. (laughs) (laughs) That was fantastic. Still standing out. Yes. Uh, Yeah. There's always like awesome fight sequences. And then Mm -hmm. he just finds some hilarious stuff. Right. Um, Also, we will be doing Comedy Film Nerds uh, Trailer Park. This is our live show. Yes. At Dynasty Typewriter. And I think they just emailed. They were going to be doing it, I believe, Saturday Sunday. It was, was going to be Sunday, but they just emailed me. Oh. So they're changing it to Saturday, mm-hmm. uh, August 25th. Nice. Eight o'clock show. So we'll do what we've done at PodFest in the past. We'll have like six or seven trailers, a couple comics on us. We'll show some cool trailers and make some, you know, have some shitty ones that we'll make fun yeah. of. <laughs> so I think it's $10 in advance, 15 at the door. We'll put that up on our website very soon. It'll be on my website as well. Excellent. Um, so let's introduce our guest. Let's do it. Yeah, first time guest. First time guest. We've mm-hmm. both known this gentleman for a very long Many time. Years. Many uh, years. Many years. did stand up with him way back in the day in Philadelphia before we both left the town. I'll tell you how self-obsessed I am. I actually thought in your intro, it was for me that you were saying, we have a little extra rock on the show. <laughs> I'm going, oh, that, I've never heard me referred to as a little extra rock, a little extra pop. Yeah, Craig the Greg Rock Shoemaker. shoemaker. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> He's rocking it here. Yeah. <laughs> Bringing the thunder, the hard chiseled Craig Shoemaker, everybody. Well, I knew you had a big lineup today, and I thought that was it. I thought you were, you know, things come in threes. You mentioned, you know, a couple of movies and this and that, and, and, and we have extra rock <laughs> yeah. on the show. Let's get to our headliner here. Yeah. <laughs> Craig but is. But I'm following Kung Fu here, but uh, that's okay. Yes. Yeah, glad so- you got my name right yes <laughs> people do schumacher it drives me nuts. no way yeah, yeah. I, they look at my name they go hello mr schumacher i've had people say i'm a big fan of craig schumacher i you make shoes you don't mock shoes <laughs> except for crocs you can mock those all you want yes. you know what the holes are for your self-esteem can slip out <laughs> i wear them though <laughs> i don't care anymore 
Um, you can blame Joel Schumacher for that. That's exactly yeah. what they tell me. They they, mm-hmm. they run with that. Like, mm-hmm. they're good buddies with Joel Schumacher. Yeah. He spelled it. Spelled completely different. Spelled completely yeah. different. I know. It's a mm-hmm. macher. It's, it's a, C-H. Know, I don't have mm-hmm. an umlaut. I'm not off the boat from Bavaria. It's <laughs> the shoe. You didn't ruin Batman. No. <laughs> <laughs> Very true. Yeah. <laughs> Nor my race car drive. Yeah. <laughs> Craig's little shoemaker. Um, also, we you were on uh, an episode of the FNX Comedy Experience, which is very cool. I got or, to see that one live. Very fun. Yeah, were. really a good episode. Chris Thanks. was at the taping out in beautiful. Could have used some more people, but uh, yeah. Graham did a great job of making it seem like there were lots of people there. <laughs> that he, is the... he, used, he used shots from like Gabriel Iglesias. <laughs> like, let's, let's bring some Fluffy show in here and pretend the shoemaker is rocking the crowd like that. Yeah, they're like, Fluffy's coming. I go, can I just have a couple cameras shoot your audience? <laughs> yeah. just, I just need 10 seconds of footage. Shoemaker's really drawing a Latino crowd. Here. Yeah. yeah. It doesn't matter that it's outside. We'll make it match in I'll, post. I don't care. I will make this look huge. It really looks like, did. It looked great. Thank you. That's uh, the magic of show business. The magic of post-production. Um, the other thing uh, that you have been working on that we're going to be shooting this week in San Diego. Yeah. So tell everybody about Laughter Heals and the documentary that we're doing. I was doing another film. I don't know if you've ever reviewed the Love Master movie, but... Uh, we have not. <laughs> <laughs> nor seen it, nor even knew about it before. Wasn't in your rocking bio. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, is I that starring a... Craig Schumacher? Uh, is that... Yeah. <laughs> the Love Maker. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the Love Mocker. The, the Love Mocker. So, directed uh, by Joel Shoemaker? It, it was actually direct, directed by who has to do with the story, uh, Michael Goldberg, who wrote Colt Runnings, Little Giants, very good friend of mine. We all know how we mm-hmm. bond through comedy and laughter, mm-hmm. right? That's the biggest bond you could have. My oldest friends, that's what we do, is we laugh together, mm-hmm. and he's included in that. So we did the movie, and we're in Arizona. And the other thing that I found out through laughter is people have come up to me after shows and give me credit for the birth of their children because they conceived the child after my show. Every guy tries to be the love master, and it loosens them up, and they couldn't have children, and now they do. So, <laughs> so I, I, wow. someone sent me a photo of a kid conceived in the parking lot of the Bray Improv, I kid you not, with this funny look on her face, because ah, she was conceived in laughter. So we're filming the movie. What greater tribute. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I've had a lot of people come up, but I think they're just saying, hey, great show, but they go, no, no, really. We could not have a child, and then thanks to you, and so... I so I ran with it, and I said, I, "Gold's his wife was ovulating." We we're in Arizona filming the movie, mm-hmm. and I said, "Do the Love Master." I'll leave. I go. I'll go get sandwiches. About to watch the Eagles playoff game, and I said, "I'll go get sandwiches, and you do your thing as the Love Master." And baby Kayla was conceived and born nine months later from this loosening up, I guess, that took place. But then a year and a half after that, he got brain cancer, and they said, "You have three months to live," and that was the moment, you know, my ha ha moment, where I said, "You know what? This is much more." about something else other than my ego or you know getting laughs or doing comedy and jokes and things like that this is really about something we can begin a movement here mm-hmm. because that, and raise the awareness of the power of laughter i don't think we give enough credit i know mm-hmm. comics don't mm-hmm. uh, you know <laughs> so i started as laughter heals and golds showed up at every one of our you know i do these laugh for life therapy sessions we, we help wounded warriors at cancer facilities do guided laughidation, laughermations, and so on. We developed this through the years. He showed up at all of them, all the comedy shows he could. He lived 15 years past that prognosis. Oh, that's fantastic. Wow. With brain mm-hmm. cancer. I made him laugh on his deathbed, even. Mm-hmm. I visited him in hospice, and he's sitting there, and I said, geez, Golds, I don't know what else to do. I, you're helpless. You're not moving. And He was in a coma. He didn't, I, I said, I don't even know if you know it's me. 
I said, uh, what can I do for you? I said, you want me to jerk you off? <laughs> and I said, I've never done anybody but my own, but I'm really good with my own. I said, you want to give you a little toss off? And I mined it, and he came out of a coma, and he goes, ah! He laughed one more time. Wow. And then he died. Uh, we actually filmed it for the movie, and uh, he died a few days later, but he went out laughing, and what a way to go. And his daughter got to know him. We did a big celebration. We had a funeral, not a funeral, mm-hmm. and we ripped on him. <laughs> <laughs> we roasted him. The poor guy's dead. But his daughter went up and said, oh, not a dry eye in the house. And she said, now I know my dad because I only knew him as a sick guy. We all knew him as, as Gold, who was so funny. And, and he, he just and he would even laugh at the cancer. We were in Philadelphia one time watching a game, and he stands up, and he has a seizure standing up. He's shaking. And, of course, Philadelphia, the, the guy's behind him going, down in front. Yeah, I yeah. <laughs> Down in front. And we're trying to whisper to the guy, he's having a seizure. Just let him go. He has cancer. I don't care about the cancer. I can't see through him. <laughs> <laughs> so, and we laughed about it. You know, the guy's tackling a guy with cancer. Those are Philly fans. That's, a, that's <laughs> Philly for you. Yeah. yeah. Philadelphia, only place where they heckle you, they vomit on you. There was a guy that vomited on someone. Put his hand, a finger in his throat to vomit on the guy in front of him. <laughs> that, wow, that that's heckling. <laughs> yeah, and that's yeah. that's also a commitment. Like you know, <laughs> I'm gonna make this stick. <laughs> you're never yeah. gonna forget this. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Literally, I could call you an asshole, but you're gonna remember no, this. An asshole, you might forget. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's old. That's yeah. That's hack. Anyone could do that. So, that's that's hack stuff. Wait, I'm gonna come up with a new heckle here. So left the Andy Kaufman of hecklers. So Laughter Heels is the name of the uh, organization a, yes. that you founded. Exactly. And Years ago, uh, we're now we're now nonprofit. Uh-huh. We, we you know, I just finished uh, five months working in a drug and alcohol rehab, helping them find some levity and light mm-hmm. in their process and their healing process. And we we uh, we need it now in this country more than ever. That's for damn sure, because it's the one neutral thing. It doesn't have a political party. Laughter. I'm not talking about comedy. Right. Comedy's subjective. Laughter is not. It's an energy. It's a space that you're creating, and we that's what we do. We shift people's consciousness into this other way of being and. Start to look at laughter as a medicine. They say it's the best medicine, but we sort of like discount that. We, we, we think people, that's just a cliche, not exactly, an actual scientific you. fact. Yes, exactly mm-hmm. right. It's a scientific fact. It's talked about in every biblical, you know, in the Bible and the Torah. I mean, it's it's everywhere, but we just ignore it. It's the part that we ignore. We're more focused on our anger and our rage and how to deal mm-hmm. with that. We don't know that the solution's right there. I mean, it's a hell of a copay and pay a cover charge at a comedy club and. There you go. It's great healthcare. Mm-hmm. So we're trying to move people in this direction of raising that awareness, and hence we have your answers for you. There's a. It's not like we're going to cure you of cancer, but it certainly will help you along the way in your, any healing process. It helps. So we're doing this documentary. We'll take seven patients with various illnesses and follow their process, mm-hmm. adding laughter and joy and levity to their process. One of the things I also tell them is get off the news. Don't watch the news. The whole job of the news is to get you upset. And a drug company sponsors the news and the anxiety they just gave you. The whole point of the <laughs> news is to evoke a negative emotion. Exactly. Yeah. And that it's a formula. Mm-hmm. It's a system. It's a formula. It's all sponsored. They, they own all the money. You don't see the Chuckle Hut sponsoring the news programs. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? They, they, they might do a 20-second. That'd be good counter-programming, though. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I always say that they should put a joke across the screen. Mm-hmm. You know, instead of like those things, you know, the... 
It's always like uh, turbulence, ticker, terrorism, yeah. and all that mm-hmm. uh, alerts and everything. Mm-hmm. They should hooker walks into a hardware store. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey, look at that. I want to follow that. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, wouldn't that be interesting? But and they're so focused mm-hmm. because they own all the money and they own the they own the system that we work under. Mm-hmm. They're so focused on that. There's the FCC is on top of us. That's why we're podcasting. And radio, we'd be thrown off if we talked about... If I said something about an erection on The Tonight Show, they would say, no, you have to cut that out. Right. In the meantime, they're sponsored by... If you can't get an erection, Viagra, then it's okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> then it's okay. If you're talking about your erection mm-hmm. in a good way, no good. Mm-hmm. So if there's money behind it, the Levitra, Cialis, Viagra, and the mm-hmm. side effects of that, how about that? Anal leakage. I don't want... I, there's my night of good sex anyway. You know? <laughs> I mean, so it doesn't make any sense. And they show... If they're worried about the kids with our language, it's all subjective anyway. It's language. What's that? Mm-hmm. But they, they... I say... And F, you know, F bombs going to be worse than watching a bombing or a right. schoolyard shooting. Sure. Mm-hmm. These kids are desensitized. They're learning how to be violent. We're teaching them how to laugh. Yeah. You know, and it's a spiritual thing. One of the goals I also have is I find that the comics are very cynical. Comedians are very cynical. They come from the brain. Mm-hmm. And it's a very, you know, the, the, the analytical, yeah, yeah. And we, critical. We're, you know. we're always poking holes in everything. Exactly. And what's the point of this? Right. And, that. And, and a lot of atheists and agnostics yeah. and things like that. What I say to people, I had uh, Todd Glass was on my podcast. I said, you're probably more spiritual than anyone I know because you tell the truth. If truth is your God, that's your truth. And then the, uh, the spiritual people, they're, you know, they think you need to sit on a rock in Sedona to get enlightenment. Mm-hmm. What I'm trying to do is build a bridge from the woo-woo to the ha-ha. Mm-hmm. You know, it, 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 you have to come together on this is we are living this existence that is happiness and joy mm-hmm. if you choose it. But a lot of people don't. So that's that's kind of these are yeah. some of the things we're trying to. And we're getting some interviews down in San Diego this week, which is cool. This, yeah, this yeah, Dr. Eisenberg that does it. So it's it's your it's schedule's really, pretty booked up. I for think pretty booked up. <laughs> we just got Deepak Chopra confirmed, yeah. which is really great. And he's, he's going to be in San Diego. He's he lives he's, down. The in, center's down there. Yeah. Oh wow. Yeah. Okay. And he's going to be in the film. Uh, people from the secret, like Michael Beckwith, Eric Griffin on the way. Here. I thought maybe he was going to be on <laughs> Gotham, like an episode. <laughs> <laughs> Deepak has got a booth set up at Comic Con. Yeah. Uh, he's selling his figurines. <laughs> yeah. Great. Hey, as long as it's got a Rick and Morty theme he'll yeah. sell them <laughs> selling is creating yeah. affluence of uh, yeah. figurines by the way the showrunner of rick and morty i cannot believe it i bought the first joke he ever sold when he was like 17 <clears throat> years old 16 years mm-hmm. old it's mark ridley's kid oh nice mm-hmm. mark ridley's comedy castle his kids mm-hmm. i want to be a comedian i said i'll buy a joke from you mm-hmm. so i so bought a joke from him. now he's let's big, big get kid. into won't you be my neighbor Absolutely. because it really that film which is about the, the the Mr. Rogers documentary. I finally saw it. Craig, you've seen it. Um, talk about that movie. Well, actually, the inspiration of the movie, too. Uh, the director, Morgan Neville, was partly inspired to create the documentary. Uh, interestingly, after asking Yo-Yo Ma about how he handled his status of being a celebrity, Ma said Fred Rogers mentored him on how fame could be used for good. Mm-hmm. Wow. Mm-hmm. And wow. Yo-Yo Ma is in the movie, and very mm-hmm. funny, by the way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's a couple scenes that he's very funny. Basically, he's... he's thought Mr. Rogers was a whack. You know, it's mm-hmm. like a lot of people did. When he came really close to him, mm-hmm. there's that one scene where he came really close to him. Sits really close. Because a lot of people regarded him and we all did. We all thought he was a joke. You yeah. Know, a lot of us, you know, made fun of him because and they pointed out in the movie Like nobody's that nice. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You think you think he's a creep. 
Yeah. You know, think, mm-hmm. you think he's mm-hmm. even a pedophile. You Something, could, there's some all of those weird agenda. Because it's so out of our realm. Again, we are bombarded with all the other messages of anger and violence and taking mm-hmm. it out on others and all that. Revenge. This guy's the exact opposite. Right. So it's so strange and And made a to career us. out of it. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Well, here's the other thing, too, that the documentary, uh, first of all, it's a great documentary. It does yeah. that thing. If you grew up watching Mr. Rogers like I did, it's it's obviously, I thought it was amazing. But if you don't know anything about the guy, mm-hmm. it's a great documentary in terms of it tells the story of this guy. And then the stuff he was doing, I mean, he started in 66. And I mean, he was doing anti-war messages oh. during the Vietnam race War. Relations. Race relations. I mean, and he was doing it. Just having the black mailman um, sit Next a, to him in a pool. In a yep. pool. Yeah, I'm like, I, that was... Like, I cried. Seriously, yeah. I cried during mm-hmm. that scene. It was how beautiful was that, the the metaphor, and how he brought that in so simply and delicately. And he just goes, you know, can I wash your feet? Yeah. He washes his feet. I'm going, oh, brilliant. Brilliant. It's absolutely brilliant. They did everything low tech with puppets. Yeah. And, and, and it opens up, by the way, that it has a puppet... That's arrogant and mm-hmm. egomaniacal. He said, I'm, I'm going to build a wall. <laughs> Are you kidding me? King Friday. <laughs> King Friday yeah. the 13th. This is back in the late 60s. Yeah. Talking yeah. about building a wall and the mm. problems that created. Yeah. All in this. And I just, I, I was, I, I, I had so many amazing emotions because part of me was like, wow, as a kid, this, I was, I, I watched him. Did you? Oh, yeah. And I it see, was, I wouldn't do it. I watched this and I watched Sesame Street. And the I, electric company. And those the electric, were the three. Th- those were the three right. I watched. Mm-hmm. And yeah. those shows had a profound impact on me. And they didn't talk down to kids. No. That one show, uh, New Zoo Review, I hated it because it was very condescending. It was awful. It was an awful show. <laughs> and it was just like, hey, you're a little boy. Like, I hated that. I hated that when I was five, right. you know? And so... Now watching this documentary as an adult, I'm like, that's why this show resonated because there were all these uh, serious adult themes. He just told them in a in a simplistic way, yeah. but but he didn't condescend. You know, I, I was brought up not to go for things like that. That's the thing, and I I don't want to call it a regret because I've learned from it. But I've I was taught to fight back about things like that. You know, those were principles that were not part of my thinking at the time so i resisted that and was uh, cynical towards it and sarcastic i said this is a bunch of crap because that's how i was taught in my household to think and you a, hated sweaters i did <laughs> i did I, I went through one phase yeah <laughs> I went through one phase i don't know how it happened i think it was during i also did an indiana jones hat phase i did that I try, I, i'll try it at the end of the trend i'll try it just to see how it works yeah. Sweater didn't work, I, I, but the, I did a, a Nehru collar thing for a little bit. I've tr- I did try the trends, but the, um, the, he, he came across to me because I was taught this. Of I was t- brought up in a house with no love. Like literally my mom to this day has never said I love you. So how are you supposed to respond to that? You respond to it the way you're taught to respond to it. Right. What a bunch of hooey. Love is a bunch of hooey in our house. You know, it's, that's how it was, or phony or fake and look at this. That's how, so that's how I respond. It didn't resonate with me. It did the opposite. So I made fun of him. And that's what really made me cry of what I missed. Oh, wow. I missed that in my childhood. I have it now. I'm writing a book called Get Out of Line and Into Alignment. That's my life right now. It's just, it's in alignment with my soul, my spirit, my divineness. That's what I really, really resonate with. 
Back then, I did not because it was, I was taught to resist that. I was taught to resist myself, my own instincts, my own spirit. So that's what this movie did was, oh, my God, it was so sad to me that I missed that on great race, race relations well, or, it, it or anti-war. I wanted, to, I wanted to be a soldier. I, I mean, was taught to be, I'm yeah. going to go, I'm going to line up. Yeah. You know? And, you know, it also, it, it, it's, there was that kind of like uh, um, sweetness to the show that was also parodied in pop culture at the time, too, mm -hmm. because you also oh, had, yeah. you know, Eddie Murphy doing Mr. Robinson's Neighborhood. That's right. So you have, you and, have uh, all these parodies of like, yeah, look how, you know, super sweet the show is. It's ridiculous. We're going to make fun of it. Robin Williams did mm -hmm. pieces on it. Mm -hmm. uh, I remember that was my real exposure to Mr. Rogers was through comedians. Well, mm -hmm. they talk about that in the movie. Yeah, they do. Mm -hmm. And they talk about how some of them, he, they, you know, like he, would, he would be like, mm, some of them he got a little bummed at. And for me, I was watching and I was like, you know, the Eddie Murphy one, I actually gave respect to because what Eddie Murphy did when he first came on Saturday Night Live was, hey, this is a show primarily for white people. And I'm just going to show you in my neighborhood yeah, it's this is not what it looked it's like. not all trolleys and niceness mm -hmm. you know so yeah. so i i am in a in, in the that's way that's different yeah that's different than yeah. just mocking him for being a nice guy right. what eddie murphy was doing was going a little different where i grew up which which i actually gave respect to and then yeah, yeah and so guy. did mr rogers yeah yeah you know, he he liked that but i don't think he liked when they lampooned him just to you know basically call him a perv or a yeah, child you or know, a weirdo right, or, right, or whatever weirdo, you know mm -hmm. because then that again that's how i was raised in that uh-huh space of I'm like, this is so weird to me and it get, i got away from it and i would go towards you know more violent and you know get in line with the patriarchs that's mm -hmm. what i was just in line with the, the rest of the of the white world that we live in yeah and if you're out of that line they call you names and yep. they, they they bully you and they beat you back into submission that's why i'm writing this book is it's a, every time i get out of line from that I feel great because that's my true essence mm -hmm. is being revealed. Well, it sounds like uh, younger you would have really liked this next movie. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> wow, Chris. I, Fantastic I, segue. I, you know what's funny is insti my instincts are much better now. I watched Chris's eyes looking for that segue. <laughs> I, I, I could even see in his retina the moment that it connected with his desire for a segue to get yeah. off of this topic. I think he's uncomfortable with this. No. Yeah. <laughs> Too much love in the room. I know. I just, Aren't you from Philadelphia? I got to get to The Rock. All right. <laughs> that's, that's, <laughs> oh, you were going to talk about me some more. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Aren't you oh, from yeah. Philadelphia? Oh, absolutely. Right, yeah, yeah, so you yeah. know what I'm talking exactly about. Exactly what you're talking like about. Yeah. Chris uh, oh, said yeah. love the love beaten out of him as a child. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> he had people throw up batteries at him. Yeah, I had fans throw up at me. Yeah. <laughs> I threw snowballs at Santa yeah, like yeah. everybody else. Yeah, we beat the Philly fanatic. Actually, uh, Westchester <laughs> Cabaret, I used to book it. You know, Westchester, Pennsylvania? Yeah, of course. Uh -huh. And Bill McCarty was on stage. A woman vomited on his shoes. Wow, that was great mm. stuff. <laughs> I used to. Because that uh, gives him a half an hour of new material. Of I started, I was managing the, the comedy night at the Sawmill Inn. Remember oh, that yeah. one many, many years ago? Yes. I mean, we worked with Scarpati. We worked mm -hmm. with all, yeah. the, all the same people starting out. Sure. Um, you know, that was, the, that was the kind of thing. Like, Philly was the place where you had the main comedy clubs were in town. But then you had all these little suburban yeah. uh, Friday, Saturday rooms. <laughs> and then you had these one-nighters during the week, which were always Horrible. horrible yeah horrible yeah because yeah. it was they, always forcing comedy on people that yeah. didn't want it yeah as soon as like you know they would turn the tv off a game was on you just hear the entire bar go oh <laughs> yeah and then you would bring on the comedian and then philly interestingly enough was the first city that went you know what we're done with comedy 
They're like when it, when the comedy boom ended, they were the first clubs to close. Like uh, there was a point where you yeah, when know, Helium a, opened up, there hadn't been a full time club no. there in years. No, not no, that that's it. Yeah, yeah. 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 Phil, Philly was the first one out. So <laughs> wow. Now you didn't so, know this, but I started the comedy in the suburbs, and it was actually great. Mm-hmm. I brought in Eddie Murphy. I brought in all the top acts from New York. Hundred bucks, hundred fifty bucks, two hundred bucks. Oh yeah, yeah. I think Eddie was like two hundred dollars back then. Wow. Yeah, yeah. and you but know, I you brought got them, like this is back in uh, the early '80s. King of Prussia, like all these places. You that bring all them started in, yeah. in Ambler. We started. Yeah, that in I Ambler. remember. And mm-hmm. then Ambler Cabaret that was called mm-hmm. the Tap Room back then. My friend owned it, and I said, "Let's do comedy." For yeah, one, yeah. it was called Laugh Your Buns Off, and mm-hmm. uh, came up with a stupid logo with someone's ass flying off. And yeah. there, there you, there, we had a show, yeah. but mm-hmm. we ended up to be a lot. Paul Solari and all the, they would just take over the suburbs on these one nighters. Then it got horrible. Right. Like then it, uh, and and then you know, then Philly just went, "I'm out." Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, part of the issue is the talent got uh, drained. Yeah. You know one I mean? moves and, away. Yeah. Exactly. So uh, anyway, so uh, The Rock. Yes. So, uh, you know, so speaking again, of burn, uh, buildings yeah. on fire. Speaking of yes. moving yeah. away. Let's talk about Skyscraper. Again, <laughs> same theme as Won't You Be My Neighbor, Saving the World. Same exact <laughs> thing. Uh, so very very similar. And, uh, you know, some of the trivia here of this movie is Brad Payton and Roland Emmerich were considered to direct this movie. Um, you know, it's so funny to hear, like, when a bad movie gets made, it's like all the people that were up for it. <laughs> All the bad directors yeah. that were up for it. You know, the short list is a list that no one wants. <laughs> so uh, the uh, the director of the film, Ross, Ross and Marshall Thurber, had worked with The Rock um, on Central Intelligence. And it's his first non-comedy movie, which is fascinating to me. This movie, first of all, is not good. A. Uh, but, shocked. But the, uh, shocked. But the, the, the thing that was surprising <laughs> to me about this movie is that where it went wrong. Because you have... A diehard, essentially, remake with The Rock, with a director with a background in comedy. You think maybe it may take not take itself so seriously. You would be wrong. <laughs> Apparently, this comedy director decided, I don't want any comedy in this movie really? at all. It starts off in a dark, violent place, and it just goes from there. And I'm like, wait, isn't The Rock going to say something funny? And the answer is no. Not one you know, little quippy. You, you don't even get The Rock's, like, uh, you know, wit- witticisms or you don't anything. Because he's got no. a fake leg. You don't give him, like, so I'm going to put a size three boot up someone's ass. No. Nobody gets a fake leg in it? Yeah. Oh, yeah. He's got a prosthetic leg in it. Oh, yeah. though. Okay. Yeah. There's, so that's, there's, there's a plot twist. Well, that's, that's what makes it. See, it's not like Die Hard. <laughs> right. Exactly. He's got a fake leg. That's the one. Yeah. yeah, yeah I can yeah, see yeah. the pitch meeting on that one. Don't think Die Hard yeah. because this is a whole yeah. other place. Yeah. This I mean, is prosthetics. It's it's even to the point where they parody the poster of Die Hard. I'm like, oh, uh, wow. well, really? I mean, at this point, you know, you everyone knows what you're doing. Just lean into it. It's like, what if the Fast and the Furious movies, the most successful successful ones, were the later ones where? They said, you know what? We know how ridiculous these are. We're going to lean into how ridiculous right. these are. We know you know how ridiculous they are, and we're going to make them even more ridiculous. That's what I thought this movie was going to be. And it completely missed the mark. It was tried to be like uh, a more, like, like the actual Die Hard was funnier and more fun. Yes, like, the actual Die Hard. Yeah. Yeah. It has a great sense of humor. So great it, character. When he's that thing with it, you know, he's in the 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 the, the pipe or whatever. Turns out, oh, come out to the coast, have a few laughs. Like yeah. there's a million yeah. of yeah. those. The great. dude yeah. in the limousine. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, he's a so, comic. Yeah. So yeah. when I mean, so yeah. when you when you much... have 
a blueprint like that? How can you get it so wrong when it's right in front of you? This is, okay, this is how it's done properly. I'm like, all right, well, we want to do exactly like that. I get that. You want to do it, you know, put your own spin on it, but don't do it incorrectly. That's all you have to do is not do it wrong. So there's no other characters that are in this, like a William Atherton playing a, you know, a mm-hmm. bozo. Well, you've got, you've got the terrorists, obviously. Okay. And you've got, you know, you've got the, uh, the one Asian badass terrorist who doesn't talk but just kills a lot of people. And you've got the one terrorist with the accent that is in the high rise that, uh, you know, shoots a lot of people. Has they all have just but, uh, one name titles like yeah. well, Rico. And or... they have very few lines. So it's like, well, I really know nothing about, you know, all these people. And then you've got the high rise and then you've got the high rise that has this ball at the top with a holodeck for absolutely no reason whatsoever other than, oh, that's going to come back in a set piece later. That's going to be really stupid. Oh, it's a mirror maze set piece that we've seen a thousand times in a hundred other movies. So... Like Enter the Dragon in yes, 1973. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it, it really fascinated me about how much of a misstep this movie was. And it's rare that you see a movie with The Rock, because The Rock always elevates even crappy movies right. that he's in. Like I love them in Jumanji. Yeah. And I hated the original Jumanji. Yeah, yeah. I, he's engaging. He's, you know, he's, he's very engaging. He's a big budget movie right. action star. Even in the movie Rampage, was based on what, like a 32-bit video game? <laughs> <laughs> that, uh, in the arcade, he elevated that movie. Like, oh well, he's still fun to watch. He's funny. He he's is, yeah. you know he's great action. He's fighting monsters. Great, but this one, but he himself does not take himself seriously. Yeah, too. exactly. He lampoons so, himself. So I don't it, yeah, know what the notes were that. here or what the directing was. Is like you know you just you just need to be really serious and take this role seriously and i'm amazed though that a yeah. big star yeah. like that wouldn't pull the director aside and go bro well it's also a guy that he worked with before on a yeah. comedy yeah right. so it that's what was fascinating to me like all the elements were there for this to be kind of a fun diehardish mm-hmm. type yeah. movie with the rock and uh, at every point the um opportunity was missed well craig you bring <laughs> up a great point because he has the power Power, to, big time. The, yeah, the yeah. Rock has the he power. He shut it down. Yeah, he yeah, could he go, could. hey. Uh, Give me some funny lines here. Now. Right. Either either we have <laughs> yeah. some irony to this or yeah. I'm out. Yeah. yeah, there's no reason for me to be here. Yeah, because yeah. I don't need the money. I, and it's not going to make me any more famous. No. Yeah. Uh-uh. Yeah, no, I, don't, I don't. I don't get those decisions. This is, this is the kind of movie that, like, for The Rock, you're like, well, this, this should have been a pass. Yeah, there must have been something where the promise of the movie was so much more interesting than what the actual movie came out to be. You know, so it could be that thing too. They were already way, neck deep uh, into shooting, and and Rock was like, "Oh, this guy's a buddy." And I, you know, I don't. Yeah, yeah, is yeah it could some, be something. Yeah, we had so much fun on Central Intelligence. Just, it's like funny. my former marriage. It's the same thing. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, you know, but you go to a therapist. And yeah. maybe, he's, maybe he's doing a little bit of psychology. So, I don't know what the reason would be for staying with it, but he did. And they have now. Has he done promotion for the movie? You can sort of tell sometimes by the promotion if they really like it. I yeah. haven't seen him do any of the promotion, I but I would, I would. There's an indication right there. Yeah, yeah. yeah he leaned into the promotion for Rampage. It came out a couple months ago, but right. not for this. Yeah, I didn't really I've see seen nothing of, about this. Yeah. That yeah. tells you right. That's a great yeah. point because yeah. he did Instagram stuff yeah. for Rampage, right. and he's right. Jumanji. Yeah. He's doing mm-hmm. all this stuff. Jumanji. Mm-hmm. Huge marketing. Uh, Absolutely. Push. Yeah. Well, I should say this. Uh, we were going to do a skyscraper spoiler, but then the scheduling uh, to try to get Rick Myers, we were actually recording that via Skype. So we're not doing a skyscraper spoiler, which I was so happy about. <laughs> I texted Chris and I said, because he, when he sent me the schedule, look, we got to do the thing with Rick because I'm, 
busy down in San Diego doing this cool laugh, yeah, yeah. lift a laugh thing and Rick's schedule because he's only in LA. So we're like trying to figure that out. I was like, so we're not doing a skyscraper spoiler. Mm-hmm. He goes, no, I go, great. Then I don't need to see it. And Chris texts back, I wasn't saying that. <laughs> <laughs> so, by the way, what happens when we make this movie with Graham Elwood being the director of Live to Laugh? What happens if you don't like it? <laughs> <laughs> we, um, what kind of an episode will that be? <laughs> we, uh, we, uh, gonna, I'm going to gonna just crucify yeah. the director. Yeah. <laughs> Graham, you couldn't have Shoemaker lean into it. Yeah. Yeah. I would have leaned into the, yeah. what, you know, into the farce of it all. This was supposed to be a diehard parody, Graham. What happened? <laughs> what were you doing? It's a laughter healing. There's no jokes in it. Yes. What were you doing? Uh, yeah. I'm still sick. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm looking so, forward to that review. So uh, maybe we'll save it for the Patreon subscribers. <laughs> Yeah, we were always good planning on doing an earbuds spoiler. Yeah, out. we were absolutely reviewing our own movie. Yeah. <laughs> well, we were, oh, you never did? No, no we never did. We always we thought should. about doing it yeah. where we just crucified nah, our own film. We <laughs> just said it was awful. <laughs> the two guys producing it were morons. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The, the schedule and the budget was ridiculous. Yeah. We had a hundred producers. I don't know what this comedy <laughs> film nerds thing is. It sounds dumb. <laughs> So um, so anyway, uh, I would say go see Won't You Be My Neighbor and uh, Skyscraper is, is a plane movie at best. At best. At best. It sounds yeah. like something I would watch on a plane like while reading. Yeah. You know? Yeah. <laughs> like, Definitely. Getting they the, give you too many choices on the, uh, plane these like, days. You know, so that's a never see. Nev- Can you yeah. put that kind of, under that category? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Nev yeah. Campbell is wasted and boring. <gasps> you know, the kids are like... Nev you know, Campbell's just, in it? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I haven't seen her in years. Mm. I was in Scream 2 you, with her. You won't see nice. her again. Big crush. Yeah. Big crush. Yeah. yeah you. I, I have a feeling you're not going to see her though, in this big, movie. Big smoker, though. Really? Yeah. Kind of... I was imagining kissing her. And I went, eh, I can deal with the ashtray breath. I'll, I'll be all right. <laughs> I, now, I love Nick Campbell, too. I haven't seen her in... Yeah, how she many has years a, has it been? It's been, it's been a while. And she plays his wife or she something? She plays his wife, yeah. The and, Rock's but, wife. But again, it's like, uh, um, she's a prop. You know, there's she no. doesn't do anything. There's there's nothing. She could be used really well yeah. in that type of a movie. Yeah, yeah. And they try to, like, shoehorn her towards the end when uh, the police are doing nothing. And she's like, well, take me with you to this possible crime scene. And they look at her and do it. I'm like, really? Is that proper police procedure? <laughs> yeah. That's that what you would do? Uh, you and know then, it's a bad movie yeah. when Chris is getting into the yeah. proper police yeah. procedure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And uh, actually Googling it during yeah, the yeah. film. <laughs> that's the so, red flag uh, yeah, with this movie. Yeah, yeah. There's a, there's a, yeah. and then... Did they uh, show any close-ups of her pouty lips, though? That's, yeah. <laughs> does she show, still have pouty lips? I literally have not seen her in so many years. She looks great. She looks really? like she hasn't aged a day. Oh, my yeah, goodness. Yeah, yeah. Right. So, um... Uh, again, another wasted <laughs> mm, opportunity right. in this film. So, all right, we got a sponsor today, oh. Grant. HelloFresh, uh, one of our uh, one of I our just got sponsors. my HelloFresh yes. meal sent to my house. It's amazing. Now, you get the vegetarian I get meal, the vegetarian right? ones. I mm-hmm. can cook them up in 30 minutes. They're mm-hmm. fantastic. Well, and tell a person who's hearing it for the first time about well, HelloFresh. You get there three you plans to Maybe choose I'll. from. You get classic veggie and family. They're made up of fresh, responsibly obtained ingredients. And from carefully selected farms and high-rated trusted sources. And it makes cooking kind of fun. You know, you don't have to plan dinner, spending money on takeout, or worry about gathering ingredients. And, you know, it's like HelloFresh wants cooking to be simple and convenient, not a chore. So all the ingredients come pre-measured because I'm not the mm-hmm. best cook. And uh, uh, the fact that everything is pre-measured and I can, you know, just throw it in. Okay, well, I don't have to worry about it. This is how much I need. I would screw on. it up so hard if yeah. it wasn't pre-measured. I can't do intricate, I can't do intricate yeah. cooking. I can't do it I unless it's sent to me like I this. do it by taste and feel. And 
right. you know, and like they comedy. They get delivered right to your door for less than ten dollars a serving and free shipping. <gasps> Whoa! So, now you uh, got me on my attention. Yeah, and the account is easy to manage. You can choose your delivery date, and you can also pause deliveries when you're on vacation, which is great. Anywhere. Like, you know, this, they uh, deliver anywhere. anywhere in the country. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You get a family plan. I know you got kids. You can do the uh, whole. The family plan's great. That's what we use. Yeah, I need yeah. the family plan. Yeah. But it's yeah. four people. Do they have like you can do uh, our family? We all have different eating styles. That's the that's a bummer. My wife is styles vegan. or preferences. Preferences or <laughs> styles. <laughs> well, yeah. Some I people eat, eat standing up. That's true. Yeah. Some some people. It's uh, actually eat very backwards. true. <laughs> We have, we have one child. He eats like a quarter of the meal. He'll leave the table and come back a half an hour later. I mean, we have that. We, mm-hmm. I, we have me who eats like there's a larger animal chasing me. Yeah. <laughs> I'm shoveling it in. I mean, mm-hmm. It doesn't even hit the teeth. Mm-hmm. And everybody has a different style. But mm-hmm. we also have different uh, eating preferences. Well, you could pick the meals. Like you get like a choice of like uh, a couple and then you could pick the ones you want. Like uh, some of them are really uh, good too and they're easier to make. Like uh, I, one of my favorites is a was like a chicken pineapple quesadilla. It was Ooh. really really good. So, so I hear uh, something like that, and I'm gonna go make it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Doesn't that sound great? Yeah, so I'm hungry. Really, so really uh, how do I get a hold of them? So you got. <laughs> Well, you, you call the HelloFresh operator. You go, the, yeah. you go in the yellow pages. They're right next to typewriter. I like phone calls. I'm sick of texting. You can't. There's no nuance. You can't get feedback right away. There's. How do I so find them? You go to HelloFresh.com. You go to HelloFresh.com. Okay. Now the vanity URL has changed, oh. so uh, it's HelloFresh.com slash ComedyFilmNerds30. So it's HelloFresh.com slash ComedyFilmNerds30, and then you can add the promo code ComedyFilmNerds30, and you get $30 off your first week. Mm. That's $30 off your first week. You're not going to have to. Look at that. That's yeah. the kind of We're saving you money. You. That's what we do here, guys. Mm-hmm. Save you, you money have, by not you going to bad movies. One customer <laughs> right here. <laughs> Boom. Yeah. Done. Boom. I'm d- and I got a big family. And honestly, so we're good. it's really, really uh They have vegan good. options? They yes. have the vegetarian ones, yep. too. Not vegan. I don't know if it's vegan. Uh, they, they, they have vegetarian. Have all my they wife have is, my wife classic is a part-time veggie vegan. and family. Yes. So, veggie and family. Okay. Mm-hmm. But the... Um, the you know the choices are really are really good. Like the veggie ones are good, and the family ones are good, and then even like the classic, if you want to mix, that's those are good too. So all right, HelloFresh.com. Let's do it. Check it out, and uh, remember it's HelloFresh.com/slash/ComedyFilmNerds30, and use the promo code ComedyFilmNerds30. Save thirty dollars off your first order, guys. We do got it. some Patreon sponsors. We do have some Patreon sponsors. Johnny Rulon's back again. Johnny Rulon with his novel uh, entitled Green Cheek. Junkie's Guide to Street Magic. It's on Amazon in both digital and hard copy. Copy, it's an experimental stream of consciousness novel which follows the exploits of the muse Calliope and her immortal lover, lover T.S. on a journey through time, dreams, and the hidden places of a supernatural America. The website is happyhorrorshowproductions.com. That's happyhorrorshowproductions.com. And our favorite charity, this is uh, the Audacity Performing Arts Project. It produces after-school programming arts projects in poor, underfunded, and the lowest performing schools. Performing arts education is not a luxury. Please help them out and visit them at cfn.audacityperformingarts.org, cfn.audacityperformingarts.org. Boom. We got some trailers, Let's Graham. Let's some trailers. Yeah. Uh, How about here? Mary, Queen of Scots? Mary, Queen of Scots. So mm-hmm. now I direct you... To the Mary, Queen of Scots trailer? To the big board. Yes. I like the big board. Is that Ladybird? Not look so different from Scotland. Yeah, yeah it is. Sorcery Ronan. Sisters. 
That's going to be trouble. We must make war in Scotland. So put your skills to use. Do not play into their hands. Our hatred is precisely what they hope for. I know your heart has more within it than the men who counsel you. You would do well to watch your words. I will not be scolded by my inferior. Your inferior. Are you afraid, Henry? So no. Lady Bird and Harley Quinn are going to fight? <laughs> We have a scourge upon our land. It is a woman with a crown. Your beauty, your bravery. Now I see there is no cause for envy. Your gifts will be your downfall. Should you murder me? Remember, you murder your sister. Yeah, I don't think and that's going to bother her. Queen. There was your calligraphy shot, Chris. Yeah, then that's <laughs> to match the font of the film. Uh, you know what? This movie—it really feels like uh, one of those movies where uh, Saoirse... they shouldn't have made it. Or, yeah, or, and uh, <laughs> Margot—they—they they decided like you know, look, we need to be taken seriously as actresses. Get us a Meryl Streep vehicle, and uh, <laughs> put us in it. And uh, I don't—I'm going to wear a gown, and uh, let's get it done. But that trailer made me not want to see this movie at all. <laughs> there are elements that I want to see. The historical aspect of it, sure. which I really do enjoy. That's interesting. Love yeah, exactly. Honestly, but they take them again. They're leaning too much into the take themselves seriously. I, I yeah. feel like you could tell the that. historical elements of this movie were the afterthoughts of this movie. <laughs> like, uh, like they're more interested in the gowns and the drama than right. the actual um, historical. Um, I, I would, facts. yeah, I would rather watch. I mean, I like both of those actresses a lot. So do I. I really mm-hmm. do. But this is, you're right. I think it just feels like, oh, we got to do a gown and accents movie. Right. To let's get to, really uh, let's do like. a female Braveheart versus the Virgin Queen. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> exactly. That's, that was the pitch of, meeting. By the way, her accent was off, I thought. That was not Scottish. That was more Irish. Well, she it? is Irish. That's the problem. Cersei Ronan is Irish. So right, she's, but she's uh, very Irish. What I'm saying is. I know. And that's when why. You, when you lean in as we're talking about today yeah. <laughs> when you lean more towards scottish or hire a scottish actress <laughs> or hire a or, scottish coach right a dialect coach any of those would have been fine options i know <laughs> but they went with this yeah, they just yeah said, they, she, maybe she didn't have enough time yeah to yeah. prepare they just I, said, I, I look, here, this part is yours because you're hot right now we don't yeah. care if you do brooklyn 
<laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna be the queen. So, 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 so I don't, Come here, uh, bitch. I don't know what. What's happened. with the white face? What are you, Al Jolson? <laughs> Take the fucking wig off. I'm in town now. <laughs> All right. So let's get to the next trailer, Goosebumps Two. <laughs> don't say that like you're excited. Goosebumps Two. <laughs> I never saw the first one. <laughs> All right. Goosebumps. Haunted Halloween. Yeah. Okay. I'm sure it's really haunted. Goosebumps. <laughs> I hate the trailer before the trailer. It's so I, ridiculous. How did I miss the first one? <laughs> well, how old are your children? All ages. Really? Then I, yeah, I'm surprised you missed it. Yeah, I know. Mm-hmm. I, 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 this is going to go on my list if I like anything about it. This one won't. Right now they're just recapping the first movie. <laughs> all right. Okay. That's all this is, is a recap of the first movie. That's never a good sign for a trailer. Maybe it was so Sorry. bad I do re- Maybe I did see it. <laughs> I don't think this place is giving out candy. Oh, yeah, nothing evil will be in that creepy... No. Suitcase. So far, it's uh, Jumanji with pages. (laughs) (laughs) Hmm. Did you miss me? Nope. a walking, talking dummy and you didn't tell me? Okay, well, he seemed like a really nice guy at the start. Haunted Halloween. So tiny and cute, what can they possibly do? Oh, sorry. Oh, there was more. There was a gummy bears joke. Sonny, they're just gummy bears. So... Okay, to put this in perspective, the first movie uh, had Jack Black in it, and it was um, a really fun family film where it was funny. It had, like, a lot of fun improv in it. Like, they had a lot of comedic actors in it. Okay. And uh, Jack Black... I think I might have seen it. Jack Black was... There's a house again in that one. Yeah. It's the same house? He's, like, a reclusive writer, and then he's trying to protect his stories (gasps) from getting out. I did see it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And there's, like, some great jokes about, like... uh, he complains, like, as R.L. Stein, how he never got the fame he deserves. He's like, mm-hmm. I sell more books than Stephen King. No one ever talked about that. Mm-hmm. So, uh, but there was some fun, funny stuff in it. Uh, this trailer, A, no Jack Black, for one. And then the other thing that fascinated me was, like, the first movie made a lot of money. It did well. Like, this feels like a direct-to-DVD oh, sequel. Yeah. Like, uh, like, well, we're going to cut the budget in half, bring nobody back from the original, and uh, just use the um, computer-generated art assets from the first one and just make them do different things. <laughs> and let's so, put a series of cliches and a yes. fat guy. Yeah. And, and, yeah. And a, yeah. You know, we have our chunk of yeah. so, today. So okay. I, don't, yeah. I, don't, I don't know where things went wrong, but that trailer uh, was like, this is, no. Everything that was unexpectedly fun about the first movie, nowhere near I feel this like one. somebody just 
went through a bunch of horror movies and, mm-hmm. and cut together yeah. a trailer. They yes. just took clips from mm-hmm. existing films and yeah. cut together a thing. Yeah, I, I really feel like, too, it's like uh, um, some eccentric millionaire got the film rights after the first movie and just is like, I'm just going to make my own movie now with the Goosebumps right. Are you guys, <laughs> are you guys over special effects? I, I just think we've gone to the point of no return. Where it's, you know, it's you know so ridiculous because it, it takes me out of the realm but here's of reality. The thing. It's like it's the same with any type of art form where you can do anything you want now. Okay, well, if you can do anything you want, the art is to make it look interesting and different and dynamic. And one of the ways you do that is like you see some of the Marvel movies, like, you know, when Doctor Strange goes into a different universe and you see like, uh, you know, we've all seen... When they went in the quantum realm and Quantum and realm and Ant-Man. Ant-Man and like, Wasp. like when you can do anything, it is now more dependent upon the artist to show you something interesting. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, and when they just do it just to do it, that's when I'm like... Right, ah. that's when it's boring. They're just like, oh, we got to have some crazy effects in here. It's like, right. Oh. Does it fit the story? Is it interesting? Are you using the technology to motivate, to, to move the story along right. or show us something new? Then no. It's just, it's the reality of it. Like one of my favorite films is Raging Bull, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. These are actual blows to the head yep. that he's taking. That you're, and you know, the, the scene where he's beating the bricks and you're, you're just, it's so intense. But now it's like he would be, you know, obviously blown up in a, and then he would come back. Oh, everything's okay. It just doesn't make any sense to me. It's, no one could survive any of these things that happened to them. No. <laughs> yes, yes, no well, one could survive any of these hits or explosions, and, and, right. and well, they come out with, without a scar. Well, the interesting thing, wink. too, is uh, even when you get back to genre films that were made years ago, like movies like Alien and Terminator, you know, you have some computer effects in them, but a lot of those effects were practical. You know, Stan Absolutely. Winston was yeah. building these creatures in his yeah. creature shop. Right. So, you know, you have these movies, these older uh, horror and genre films have a different feel to them than the way these do. Like, you know, we go back to Ant-Man again, the way the technology was used in an interesting way was the way they played around with the sizes, where he's, he's you know, kid size. Right. Then he's, you know, he's on top of a truck, you know, zooming down San Francisco. Like, like those are the ways you use the technology in an interesting way. Because, like we're saying, you can do whatever you want. You can make as many dinosaurs as you want. Like the last Jurassic Park movie. You can make as many dinosaurs as you want. You can make as many different types of dinosaurs as you want. What determines how interesting the effects are is what you do with them. Like, Mm -hmm. okay, yeah, we, you know, you you made another raptor, an indoraptor. Great. Fantastic. (laughs) And uh, you... (laughs) And uh, you saved the giant sea monster for four seconds of footage. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I it's can't. the believability. There's just mm-hmm. no more believability mm-hmm. in any of these things. I think we're going too far technologically anyway. Even my car, I I, I didn't have a problem putting a key in. <laughs> no, now I, you have to push a button. I didn't have a problem. Yeah. I wasn't getting mm-hmm. carpal tunnel syndrome from that right hand. Right. Turn <laughs> I, I wasn't writing letters to the, I, something needs to be done about this. I yes. didn't need a backup camera. And my fingers hurt. My son was mm-hmm. in a in our car. You know, it was, it's five years old. Didn't he's there? Where's the backup camera? I'm like, turn around. Yeah. Oh, a window. <laughs> you know, I mean, you know, I mean, it just doesn't. Yeah. It's just. What is this car? A hundred years old? <laughs> I know. I think it's five years. Yeah. Old. Oh, I can't drive this. Yeah. yeah. It, it's and now they have cars I, that drive. I need a themselves. horse to pull it. it it's, <laughs> we're just going. We're going too far. Right. 
Yeah, yeah. That, that's mm-hmm. what I think. But even and mm-hmm. movies are this it reflects mm-hmm. that Goosebumps too has gone too far. Yeah, for, for sure. Gone for sure. Too far. That's a great example of uh, what not to do with the technology. Yeah, because you also you've eliminated every possible human element out of that movie that the first that's, one had. I right. was saying for mm-hmm. years right. ago. I mean, Hollywood was drunk on the technology, yes. and they mm-hmm. just abandoned storytelling exactly. and character mm-hmm. and yeah. everything else. That's my point. So. Uh, and even by the way, historical dramas are ridiculous. They'll have things that are completely anachronistic. I mean, mm-hmm. they, they, there's no way that could happen. That's what I hate about like Sherlock Holmes. The original Sherlock Holmes is a great story, mm-hmm. but it's all abandoned because they have explosions that never would have happened. Yeah, back yeah, then. yeah. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> they didn't have bombs like that. They had a Molotov cocktail at the most. At the most, well, right? And, and a musket. Was, <laughs> I, 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 yeah, I, I don't know anybody that could defend the Robert Downey Jr. movies. Those are hard. To yeah, that'd be that'd be tough. Um, okay, so on DVD and Blu-ray, you know, getting more rock in here, Rampage. Uh, now, Rampage is, this is where things were done properly. It's a big, dumb movie about, based on a uh, coin-operated video game where The Rock fights monsters. It's goofy, it's stupid, and uh, for, The Rock a fun cracks stu- it's wise. A fun, yeah. yeah, it's a fun summer. Yeah. The Rock cracks wise, it doesn't take <laughs> itself too seriously, and it like it's just fun. So it's a popcorn s- movie. So see, get the VOD of this versus going to see Skyscraper. Yes, exactly. For sure. And and you'll get to see the Rampage Monsters actually destroy, destroy skyscrapers, so it's even better. Uh, the next movie is I Feel Pretty. This was the Amy Schumer movie that came mm-hmm. out a little while back. This, You know, a lot of people were disappointed in this movie. Yeah. Uh, I didn't get a chance to see it, but we had mm-hmm. some comics on that were a little disappointed in yeah. the message that it was trying to make. But right, then but never, never got to the finish Didn't do line. it all the way. Yeah. Uh, the next movie is Isle of Dogs. I love this movie. This was the Wes Anderson stop-motion animation movie. Really, really good. I- I'll tell you, you know, Wes Anderson, I probably like 80% of his movies. There's a couple uh, that just didn't resonate with me, but uh, both his animated ones, this one and Fantastic Mr. Fox, It's he's one of those filmmakers that can mm-hmm. make that transition where you can make like a quirky adult drama and then a stop-motion family picture and make them both entertaining and engaging. Like, you know, I really feel like this was almost an animated Moonrise Kingdom with dogs. Oh, like, wow, really, what a great... Yeah, yeah, Moonrise Kingdom, I really like that. It really, it really had an interesting feel to it. But also, as a, uh, it was also a love letter to Japan too, because there was a lot of uh, Japanese culture in it. Mm. So it's it's definitely worth a view. But they didn't use anime. No, no, it's all stop motion. So they right. built all the. Uh, but the that models. even even that style wasn't a part of the stop motion. No, it wasn't. The look. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. So it was really uh, interesting. It's thing just to see stop motion. Can I see it with the kids? Wrestlers. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, good. Mm-hmm. Uh, Truth or Dare, again, a Bloomhouse horror movie that uh, may as well just say that uh, you're probably not going to see it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it, it, yeah, they just make these for low budget. They know yeah, they're just yeah. for that they section. They crank of, them out every couple months. Because these yeah. horror, the, the people that are just diehard mm-hmm. horror fans yeah. will just go see anything. And all right, fine. Good. It's that formula. It works. It's, we're going to keep the budget low. We're putting no stars in it. We're going to put a bunch of violence and gore, and it's going to make money. Yep. And they're proven right every a- single every time. time. Every well, I make movies, and that's actually <clears throat> at the top of our list. That's mm-hmm. the highest ROI, uh, return on investment, yep. horror films. Is it? Absolutely. Okay. It's mm-hmm. it's it's ranked number one, and mm-hmm. it's a slam dunk, and mm-hmm. you can make them all under a million dollars. Right. Because if you're not making a studio picture, it's very hard to make money. Yes. So you have to keep your budget low, so you keep the stars out of it, but people are there for the genre. Craig, They're I don't think Graham and I know anything about what you're talking about. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> 
No, you're absolutely. I mean, it's the thing. Maybe we, I should come here to educate yeah. you. In the last five minutes of every it's podcast, a, I will inform like, you of something you, know, it's you don't where know. We also learned two documentaries may not make a ton of money either. Yeah. yeah. Oh, no, but the horror, the horror, the, the mm-hmm. horror film thing. Because with earbuds too, like we're still. Uh, by the way, know. why are people not watching documentaries? To me, that's number one. But I guess that's me personally. You know what? I it is? love documentaries. You know what it is? They with watch them on the streaming. They watch exactly. They, they watch them on streaming. You don't make money on those. They don't go out theatrically and go see them. Rarely. Even uh, the Mr. Rogers, which is popular, it's still, uh, there are only 75 people in the theater I was in. And that is the 1% of documentaries. 1% right. is absolutely like right. Like the Mr. Rogers doc has a bunch of money behind it. They are making an that's Oscar true. push. Yeah. That's why it's even, because our distributor said, guys, it'll cost you too much money to get this in theatrically. It'll mm-hmm. cost right. us. That's absolutely right. true. So mm-hmm. it's like, and everybody likes what, and, and the thing, because docs are cheap and easy, um, you can, and you can't get them theatrically. It's harder to get them theatrically. So, so the streaming services are always needing content. Yeah. So that's why there's so many docs. And that's why so many people are just like at home thumbing through their streaming services and they go, oh, this doc looks interesting. I'll yeah. watch that. That's so what I watch on Netflix. Mm-hmm. Yep. Netflix. I binge to Wild Wild Country. I, so I was literally in the room in a hotel room peeing in mason jars it was yeah. that thing. I, w- I would not yeah i would you not started get out your of own bed. crazy yeah. cult oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> my home cult was created from their cult yeah. amazon prime is the other place you're gonna see a lot of documentaries too is that right like earbuds yes so uh, oh is that true <laughs> yeah okay. it's available yeah i, I got a so and definitely uh, if, you, if you have amazon <laughs> if you have amazon prime film. please watch it on uh uh, please watch earbuds on there. I think we get a couple pennies every time it streams. Yeah, I gave Craig a free DVD when we did a show a little over a year ago, and that's how I got the gig directing his doc. So there perfect. you go. That so he's getting paid back. Yeah. That's... By the way, after the show, Chris is going to ask you for a little cut. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which we now know will get no cut because it's a documentary. Yeah. <laughs> makes no money anyway. Yeah. So he's just moving from one failure to the next. So what that's you're what saying is, <laughs> so what you're saying is, we can have as much back end as we want. Yeah. Sure. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yes. It's just, it's, I'll write, write your back end down on a napkin. Yeah, it's, it's like tech stock options. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> That's exactly right. So, uh, well, fun doing it though, and it's it's something that needs to be done. This you know what? The thing about documentaries, it's like teaching. It's uh, it's one of you know the rewards are not in the financial. No, I thought you were going to say really... you become an alcoholic. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it's really these are stories that need to be told, and the only way they're going to get their stories out there is through documentary filmmaking. Yeah. It's an it's an important genre, regardless of how much money. It makes. It's the most I, important genre. I'll I tell you why. Everything else is corporately sponsored. Right. People always say liberal media. I go, no, it's not. It's corporate. They're not representing. I, I would like them to go investigate Monsanto. The one that time they did that with Fox News, they fired the reporters. Oh, yeah. You, you can't bite the hand that feeds you. So you cannot see what the news is. It's only their perspective on what they choose you to see. Every single bit there's, of it they're is not, corporate Why aren't sponsored. they investigating Flint, Michigan? There's been undrinkable water there for four years. That should be every day they every should day. cover it until they have clean water. Yep. And they should cover all of the people and reparations and everything else. It's been dropped because it's not shiny object today. And that's why I watch documentaries like Gasland, and you find out what's really at play here. Yeah, and it's it's and really what's at stake. Yeah, I mean, documentaries is a uh, is a window into things that are not being reported on and not mm-hmm. being put into the public consciousness. The problem is, and I'm hoping that this kind of changes with all the streaming services giving documentaries a leg up. The documentary films will never have the marketing budget. No. that the other films have. Of course uh, not. Uh, but even when they start to kind of get rolling, even then, you know, not a lot of marketing money goes into them. So 
they're all like almost like grassroots projects from start to finish where them, it's yeah. like it's you know you you have the concept you have the production even if it's kickstarted you know then the marketing is the same way you got to just go out and literally bang on doors and pound pavements and go on podcasts and get the word out there on your own so even if a studio picks it up are they going to you know if disney picks it up are they going to promote infinity war or are they going to promote a documentary they're, you know they're <laughs> yeah. you know even if it's 100 million here and 1 million there it won't it'll be 101 million here mm-hmm. you know they, yeah. they they just they won't peel that money off so um and the next there is movie, also the aspect that they don't want you to see it they don't want yeah. it's the mm-hmm. you know they don't want you to too informed it, it, exactly it, mm-hmm. they don't want to be exposed for the sham and scam that's going on. <laughs> um, so also on DVD and Blu-ray is Super Troopers 2. I did see this movie, and it's the kind of movie where you like the first one, you're going to like the second one. Right. If you didn't like the first one, not going to change your mind. They didn't it, make it for you. No, exactly. If you didn't like the first or see the first one, they didn't yeah. make this movie yeah, for you. Yeah, no, it's a, this is a very specific niche content and yep. niche audience, uh, but for what it is, it works. Yep. So, you know, if you're fans of these guys, you're going to enjoy the movie. If you're not, again, not going to change your mind. I'm sure you've had so. this discussion on here many times. What, what sequel has for you surpassed the first Anything? You know, in, oh, in you haven't had this discussion uh, all in, a bunch. Yeah, in, in Cameron's uh, heyday, I would say like you know Terminator, Terminator Two, two Aliens, for sure. a- Aliens, Aliens Two. Uh, you know, Empire Strikes Back is always a classic go-to. Um, oh yeah, but uh, Godfather Two. Yep, Godfather Two is another good, mm-hmm. another good one. Um, another good sequel. Actually, these are all the ones that are mentioned in the scene that I do in the uh, Scream Two. I play the professor. This, these are the exact ones. Oh, really? <laughs> we did because yeah. it, that was a sequel, Scream Two. So mm-hmm. we had a sequel about a sequel. Anyway, so nice. Yeah, that was mm-hmm. the discussion. Yeah, Jamie Kennedy's in that scene. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. he is. Mm-hmm. You're, you're right. He was so nice to me. Uh, he introduced me to Wes Craven. Oh, nice. And mm-hmm. said, you know, basically, do you know who this is? You know, because they thought they were hiring an actor. And Jamie right. was basically, no, he's the, the love master. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he's a comedian. And uh, anyway, and uh, mm-hmm. I lived in the movie, and Wes told me, oh, that's a good thing. You'll be in the next one. Mm-hmm. But I wasn't. But anyway, <laughs> yeah. I wasn't in that sequel. <laughs> So uh, coming check out it this out. week. Uh, all right, and uh, you know, like we said, we talked about we'll be, we will be at Comic Con this week. You can uh, check out the uh, panel. We'll also be walking around the floor if you see us. On Thursday, say hi. Yeah. You know, it's it's funny. It's uh, as huge well, as Comic Con is. Oh, that's right. Yeah, you'll be shooting. I'll be walking the floor. <laughs> uh, as huge as Comic Con is, always run into people. Always. Yeah, it's it's either fans, friends, you know, other comedians. The most random and, and the most yeah. crowded area. It's yeah. like when you run into somebody in Manhattan and you're like, right. how, the, how, did, how did this what are the happen? Odds? Yeah. <laughs> There's 100,000 people here. How did I run into you? Yeah. And, uh, and every time. So it's always fun just to walk the floor and like mm-hmm. run into people. Um, premiering this week, Mama Me, Here We Go Again. The subtitle may as well just be, this movie's not for you. <laughs> yeah. What we were just saying about Super Troopers 2. Yeah. If you love yeah. Mamma Mia, mm-hmm. you're going to go see this one. Yes. That's mm-hmm. it. Do they do new songs? Or, I well, mean, ABBA only had a certain ABBA's got to be, <laughs> ABBA's like, gotta be out of song You've got a limit. Yeah, yeah. Unless I mean, it's ABBA covering Kenny Loggins. Yeah, yeah. Or, or, uh, yeah. <laughs> it has to be at this well, point. Well, see, now that I'd see. Now yeah. that, that's the scene. Yeah. We're probably through the library by now. Yeah. And uh, the Equalizer Two. This is the uh, most counter-programming thing I've yes. ever seen in my life. <laughs> Denzel Washington, the Equalizer sequel. Mm-hmm. Talk about two movies that, like, if you like the first one, yeah, you're gonna. I remember when I saw the first Equalizer, 
and talked about it on the show. And the way they ended it, I go, they're ending this to make this a, of course. a franchise. Mm, right. And here he is again. Yeah. Someone's done something wrong. Denzel's going to set him straight. Yeah. And, and he's uh, still looking to equalize things. Yeah. And he's so, going to equalize the shit out of it. You know, and, getting, and, and there are some ABBA songs. Getting, so back, to our, uh, <laughs> getting back to our previous discussion, um, movies, sequels that surpass the original, not betting on these two. <laughs> uh, so I don't know. There's, uh, there's other movies in the theater for you to check out. Yeah, there's a lot of good stuff. There's mm-hmm. a lot of good stuff to see, and uh, we'll talk about it. I saw. We'll talk about it in a future episode because we kind of ran out of time. But I saw this Pirates of Somali movie on on a streaming service. We'll talk about that. But mm-hmm. go see. Won't you be my neighbor? Yes, it's really worth, and it's worth seeing on the big screen if you can, just because it's a, you're supporting a documentary, yep. and it's not like it's some visual, but it is. It is cool to see black and white TV and then intercut with news footage of what was actually going on and how he did it. So it is worth mm-hmm. watching on the big screen. Check and it out. And experiencing it with other people, a yeah. community. Mm-hmm. That's what he wanted to form as a community. Right. And that's what you're doing when you're watching the film. You're in this together. I saw a lot of people pulling out their hankies or... Oh, sure. People don't have hankies anymore, but a, a tissue <laughs> or a napkin. I cried. A neckerchief. A, 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 a neckerchief. An ascot. <laughs> an ascot. Yeah. Everyone's wearing their ascots. <laughs> Paul Lynn used to wear an ascot. <laughs> I wrote him letters to fix him up with my mother, Paul Lind. Did that work Did out? Did they ever respond? No. No. <laughs> I, 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 I said you should. I read an article that you're a confirmed bachelor. Look at my mom's photo. Perhaps you will unconfirm. Yes. <laughs> and I, I literally, I said, how do you get in those stairs? Does Tody Fields really have a wooden leg? I asked him all the questions yeah. as a curious boy would want to. And know. do you want to perform at Ambler? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I, I thought he was going to be my stepfather. Yeah. I thought we'd be the first father and son team on Hollywood Square. That's fantastic. Yeah. That was my dream. I'd like is... Craig and Paul Lynn for the win, please. Take that... it, Craig. It's a sports question. <laughs> <laughs> I, was, I had this imagination uh, of uh, even athletes. Remember mm-hmm. Tim McCarver? He played for the Phillies. Mm-hmm. He was a catcher for the Phillies. I wrote him a letter, and I got it through to him, I thought. And you should meet my mother. Here's her picture in a belly dancing outfit. <laughs> And uh, she built, she was also known as Shahrazad in our neighborhood. <laughs> so he never wrote me back. And I told Joe Buck the story. Joe Buck's Tim's old friend. Next mm-hmm. to us, I saw Joe Buck. He hands me a ball, and it's signed by Tim McCarver. And it says, Dear Son, Time to Grow Up. <laughs> and, it says, and it says, Love Dad. <laughs> that's fantastic. Yeah, that's my best memento. <laughs> well, that's our show. Personalized. Personalized. Mm-hmm. Uh, try to help out setting up Craig's mom. Yeah, uh, if you can. <laughs> She's finally married now. Okay, she okay, okay. To Sydney Zamuchnik. So okay, that's good. a whole other. Yeah, she mm-hmm. found her Paul Lynn. Good. She found her Paul Lynn. <laughs> she, she found her center square. Yeah, I was just gonna make that joke. I was just gonna make that joke. I uh, wish I had. We were all. We all saw that joke. It was a dead sprint for that joke. Yeah. <laughs> <We> all... <laughs> I'm slow in my old age. I, just I couldn't it. catch you guys. <laughs> oh. Uh, well, thanks for being on the show, Craig. Sure, thanks for uh, having me on again. I'd love to uh, absolutely talk, yeah. talk about myself some more. Well, we'll bring you back um, on. No, <laughs> when, when, when as we really get into the, the thick yeah. of shooting and post production for for Live to Laugh, we'll talk about that. Mm-hmm. So, where can people find you online in the upcoming Craig shows? Shoemaker.com. No umlaut. Craig Shoemaker <laughs> mm-hmm. or the Love Master on Twitter. I would love some more Instagram followers. Do you have any of those? Yeah. Jump my son busts my balls. He goes, that's because you tweet like a mom. Nobody follows you. He goes, nobody wants to see your kid pictures. So anyway, so <laughs> you yeah. tweet like a mom. That's what he says to me. <laughs> it's horrible. So uh, Craig Shoe on Instagram, take off the maker. And then uh, 
Yeah, I'm performing everywhere. I'm at the Ice House in a couple weeks, or next week, is it? Yeah, but next week at the Ice House, and then Borgata in Atlantic City. Nice. Oh, yeah. That's a big one. That's a big mm-hmm. theater. I love it there. And in Caroline's in New York City. Uh, oh, uh, August 3rd is Borgata, and August 8th, 7th, something like that, at uh, Wednesday night it is Caroline's. It's hard to think that far in advance. You know, guys, support these comics, and when you go up, when you go see them on the road, and if you, you know, Craig is a is a pro. He's been doing this a long time. He was on the FNX show. It's 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 go up and say, hey, I heard you on Comedy Film Nerds. That would be great. Then I would know mm-hmm. it was worth the drive of 40 minutes. <laughs> That's how you always know. They, if they come up, if one person comes up, there's my gas money. All right. Mm-hmm. Cost, I, I, I just mm-hmm. need one person to go. And you know what? And I do an old school show. It's 90 minutes long. I tell stories and really mm-hmm. make you laugh because I really do believe that we need to laugh more in this country. Don't just go you know, tweet a joke here and there. We need the, the community come together and right. yeah. just shift the consciousness. I do... I. I, even if you don't see me, just see veteran comics. Yeah, not mm-hmm. veterans like Army or Navy. But, no, no, yeah. but you know, pe- people would add it for a while because mm-hmm. we know the skill. We've got the. It's skill a craft. And it's right. a craft. What I always yeah. say is, when you see a veteran comic, you're seeing the craft of stand-up. Right. Comedy. Not a YouTube star. No, see someone exactly. who's actually been performing for a while. Yeah, and right. the, the joke right. writing and the stage presence and the construction of a whole set. Exactly. That mm. there's a whole there's a whole like three act structure. It's like seeing a play. Yeah, it is. You know, and, it's, mm-hmm. and uh, they a lot of people are just going to see. You know, they think it's King and I just the dance number. I mean, yeah. it's just <laughs> you know that's all they're seeing when they see the YouTube star or whatever. And not to knock them, but. Yeah, put your time in and, and really develop something that people can pay to see mm-hmm. that's that honors their presence, you know, and g- giving them something different. Awesome. Well, thanks for being on the show. Go to craigshoemaker.com, guys. We'll be updating as we uh, in the next as we shoot in mm-hmm. the next year uh, of uh, Live to Laugh. So we're starting that journey. And uh, I've got um, like we said, Chris and I will be at Comic Con at the Rick Myers panel Thursday night. Uh, also, uh, I'll be in Seattle, uh, August 9th doing political vigilante live and then doing stand-up comedy, August 11th, August 10th. I'm going to Pearl Jam, uh, <laughs> with Mike Schmidt. So, uh, check out those two dates. And as I said, the links will be up, but it'll be August 25th. We'll be doing a comedy film nerds trailer park show. It's the show we always did at Podfest. We just right. going to have some comics making fun of trailers and that'll be at dynasty typewriter. This awesome theater that Jamie Flam took over. Moved to a prime spot on Saturday night. Night Saturday now. night, and uh, that link will go up soon. So that's mm-hmm. another great live show to come show up. So awesome. if, you're, if you're in LA, and uh, I have uh, one announcement. I'm very happy. I've been trying to make this announcement for 18 months now. The graphic novel is done. No! Yeah, long ago and far away is done. The digital rewards have gone out. So check your inbox if you are a Kickstarter backer. Uh, it is at the printers right now for physical rewards. It'll be about six weeks to get them printed and shipped to me and then they will go out as well and we also have all the rewards like the custom artwork and the uh, sketches they're all ready to go so we're th- i want to thank you guys all for your support and patience uh it is done and then when i have the books they will also be for sale at uh, comedyfilmnerds.com awesome so, long journey long but it's, uh, it journey is done. the long it's, ago yep. and far away journey yes. is done you're gonna congratulations get your... thank you it's a big accomplishment man mm-hmm. it yeah. sure is ended up being like 196 pages so it's a giant awesome. graphic novel i'm so, so. fired up man i'm yeah. like we we do a lot of things on this show and they always take longer than we say yes. they're gonna get done but we get them done <laughs> we get them man, done eventually largely because of you guys uh listening support it yes uh which is awesome so thank mm-hmm. you craig shoemaker for being on the show 
Thank you, Aaron Brongard on the ones and twos at the All Things Comedy World Headquarters. My name is Graham Hellwood. And I'm Chris Mancini. And as always, remember, Han Han shot shot first. first.